We are up to Yuma Daf Lamid Aleph. Hambai asks Rav Yosef, this tevila that's done when entering the base of Mikdash, according to Rav Yehuda, who holds that it's just a reminder for Tumah, so it's not a Nisra it's not a Chi of Daraisa. Is there an Indian of Chatzitza in this tevila too? Would it not be a good tevila if there was something that's being Chaitzit? Rav Yosef responded that this tevila is just like any other tefillah, when the Rabbanon enacted it, they encoded within it all the halachas of a Doraisa tefillah. Next, Abai asks an, an interesting question. If someone comes into the base of Mikdash, but only part of the way, is that considered entering the base of Mikdash or not? So Rav Yasef answered this. He said, we can learn out from the thumbs of a Metzairah. Because the Metzairah can't come into the base of Mikdash. He's still Tomei. So he just puts in his hands and they sprinkle the Mechatas on that. And we say that he has the toivel because he went into the base of Mikdash, even though only his hands went in. You see, Abiyah Mikdash is Shema Abiyah. Next, the Gemara asks, what happens if someone shechts an animal in the base of Mikdash, but he's standing outside the base of Mikdash? He has a really long shechita knife. So this is a question according to Ben Zoyma and according to Rabbi Yehuda. According to the Abana who argue on Rabbi Yehuda. According to Ben Zoyma, he said that there's a chiv to toivel in the morning for everyone. Midaraisa, does he say that only when you actually come into the base of Mikdash? Or maybe, since you're doing something in the base of Mikdash, you're shechting there, maybe you'll follow the sword and actually enter yourself. What about, according to the Rabbanon who argue in Rabbi Yehuda, they say that you don't have to toivel because you're not coming into the base of Mikdash to do an avodah, you're just coming in, stop, stop. You're not, you're not doing an avodah when you come in, so maybe that's why you don't have to toivel. But over here, he's actually doing an avodah from outside. So does he need a toivel for that? The Gemara lands up with a teiku. Now the Kohen Gadol went to the mikvah a total of five times over Yom Kippur. He washed his hands in the kiar, his hands and feet, ten times. Now all of his five tevilas were done in the Kodesh, in the Beis Parva, except for the first one. The first one that he did was in Chol, wasn't in Kodesh. This was on top of the Shar HaMayim next to his chambers. So Abayah says, this ain't eight, this spring that was flowing above the Lishkas HaMayim was at least 23 Amas tall. Where do you get that from? So we have a Mishnah that says, every gate in the Beis HaMikdash was 20 Amas, except for the Ulam, which was 40. So, we, so now we're up to 20 Amas, because this was running on top of the Lishkas HaMayim, the Shar HaMayim. Next we have a Pasuk that says, V'rachatz b'sorei b'mayim b'mei mikvah which teaches us, the Bryce learns out, that all of his basar needs to be in the water. His entire body must be submerged. So how much water do you need for that? You need one amma by one amma, and it has to be three ammas tall, because an average person is three ammas tall. Thesis explains it's actually a little taller. We're, we're a little taller than three ammas, but as soon as you go down into that water, it goes up above your head. So the shoulder height is about three ammas. Right, Thesis says, by Hezekariah, the gate has to be four ammas. You see, a person could see over four ammas. The mikvah needs to be three because you go in and the water, the water level rises. And that's how the, the Chachamim say you need 40 saw in a mikvah. So those three amas of the mikvah itself plus the 20 amas of the shar, of shar mayim, is at least 23 amas tall. The Gemara says, yeah, but what about the beam on top of the shar mayim? And what about whatever waterproofing is necessary to keep the water above there? You have to put in some cement and sand or whatever to keep it from leaking. Gemara said that the, the gates in the base of Mikdash were made of marble, so they were entirely waterproofed. So even just a mashahu 
is enough to keep the water out. Okay, but what, what about that one mashahu? It's not an ama, so we don't count in the cheshben. It's 23 ama. Now, the Mishnah also said that they would spread a linen sheet in front of the Kayan Gadol when he went to the mikvah. And the Gemara says, why linen? So, by the other tevilas that the Kayan does, to remind the Kayan that he's wearing linen clothing special for Yom Kippur, they would hang up this linen sheet. So, so too, by the first tevila, they would also hang up this linen sheet. Now, the Mishnah tells us, the next steps in the process of the Kayan Gadol's the kind of would undress, he would go down into the mikvah, he would toivah, then he would come up and he would dry off. He would dry off right away because there might be a certain level of oineg in leaving the water on on Yom Kippur. So he would, I mean, that's why the Gemara has to teach us this step as well. The Mishnah has to teach us that. He, has, he, he, drew, he dried himself off. They brought him his golden clothing, he got dressed, and then he washed his hands and feet in the kiar. They brought him the carbon tomid, he shechted it. One of the other kehanim, finished the shechita for him. Then the Kohen Gadol grabbed the kli to catch the dam, because the Kohen Gadol also has to catch the blood. He has to shecht it and catch it. So he had this Kohen in the middle to help him out. Then he would go sprinkle the blood. He would put, put it in two spots, and they would go, each spot would go in two directions. So it was two sprinkles, but it went in four directions. Then he went in to bring the katerus of the shachar while the kahanim were taking apart the animal. They were skinning and, and cutting it up. He would also clean up the nearest once he was in there. Then he'd be makar of the roish, the other limbs, the carbon mincha, and the wine. A side note, the Mishnah tells us that the katharis that was brought in the morning was brought by the kayan every day, the kayan gadol, would bring it between the dam and the avarim. But the katharis in the evening was brought between the avarim and the nesachim, the mincha. If the kayan gadol was old, says the Mishnah, they would warm up water on Erev Yom Kippur, and they would add that to his mikvah so that it wouldn't be too cold for him to handle. Now the Gemara says that the Rabbanon were talking in front of Reb Papa, and they said that this Mishnah can't be going like Reb Meir, because Reb Meir would say he would need a toivel twice in the beginning, and our Mishnah says he only toivels once. Reb Meir says every time he gets stressed, he, he, he toivels two times. He would need to wash his hands and feet twice in the kiyor. Reb Papa said, no, both Rabbanon and Reb Meir agree that he washes once when he takes off his clothing and once when he puts his clothing on. So where is their machlekes? The Pasuk says, Pashat v'rochat, v'lovash. Takes off his clothing, washes, and puts his clothing back on. Or puts on the next set of clothing. So Rameir holds that just like when he gets dressed, he's Mekadesh's hand, so too when he takes off his clothing, he would undress and then be Mekadesh. But the Rabbanon learned the Hekish the other way. Just like when he gets dressed, he washes his hands and feet. So too, when he undresses, he washes his hands and feet. But Meir learns that the tevila is after dressing and undressing. The Rabbanon learned that it goes together with the dressing and undressing. But really, Meir agrees that you only need one tevila. The Rabbanon responds, but how could you say that? We have a beferish b'risa that says that Meir holds that he would be Makadish after undressing. Then he'd get dressed, and again, he'd be Makadish out of Raglov. Repapa said, hey, if it's a b'risa, it's a b'risa. You're right, I take it. But you just can't learn that out from their machlaik. You learn it from the b'risa. So now according to a mayor who's going to be Makadish twice by the first levisha, he has ten kiddushin. He's going to wa- That's how you get the count of ten times washing his hands and feet in the kiyar. But if the Rabbanan are saying only one, then they are only up to nine kiddushin. Where do they have their tenth? The Rabbanan would say, 
after he undresses at the end of the day, the last time he switches out of his Big Day Kodesh into Big Day Chol, he's Mekadesh's Yad of Raglov. Have a wonderful